always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. Hey, Rohit. Hey, Aaron. How you doing, man? Dude, I'm good. I'm excited. This is episode three. I it's know, happening. We made it to episode three. Because, you know, two is like, two could be a fluke. Right. You know, three means I think it's the real deal. Yeah, third time's the charm. Yeah. That's the phrase. Yeah, we're, uh, we're here to stay, guys. Uh, and also, so everyone knows, we are social distancing. If you go on Howling Wolf Productions' website, you can see the video of it. We have actually a measuring tape to show that we're more than six feet apart. Because yeah. we're very conscious of what's going on and want to make sure that we're setting a good example for our listeners. I mean, it's, it's you know, we may have this physical distance between us, but, but we're still here, man. We're still we're here. here. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. And, and so let's get into it. I, I, also, I hope uh, everyone's doing all right out there. You know, this is a crazy time. That's why we're here. We're here to bring hope to all things hopeless. That's why this whole thing came about. I'm an Aaron Wolf, an actor, director, and uh, I go and do public speaking, usually about topics that I've made films about, like changing the education system, bringing communities back together. And I thought, what about doing a podcast about things that are really hard to find hope in and finding hope in them? Um, I had no idea that we'd then have a worldwide pandemic when I came up with this idea, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's good timing. And I'm Rohit. Uh, it's, I'm a person that tries to be creative about the future and technology and the world around us. Um, and where there is, is despair, I'm always looking for a positive opportunity. So, you like to have an apple in your hand. I do. I do. And, uh, and over the next hour, um, you're going to hear, uh, I'm not going to be chewing on that apple, but um, over the next hour, you're going to hear uh, Aaron and I talk you through a bunch of topics like we do every week. Um, and this is, uh, I think, something that ranges everything from the big, huge world of politics to sports to your own personal life. And uh, we actually have a treat towards the end of the episode. We okay. actually have our first listener requests. Yes, listener so requests. That also makes it good. official. This is good. We have listener requests. And uh, we'll tell you how you can send them at the end of the show. Yeah. So what we like to do, uh, start the show, is actually just kind of look back and, you know, in our episodes, what we do is we talk about uh, sort of topics and situations in the world that are really difficult right now, that feel hopeless, and then we try, talk about try to bring hope. And what we like to do every episode to kick things off is actually point out some of the hope that may have actually happened since we last talked about it. Yeah. You know, and we're not, Aaron and I aren't saying that we caused these things to happen, but I don't think hope hurts. No, and I kind of think we did. I mean, you're a futurist. And maybe by, like, I'm a second, like, it's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon game. Like, I'm the one degree of Rohit game. So I'm a futurist mm -hmm. by association. So we are kind of predicting the future. So you, go ahead and tell everyone how we did it. But we did. So this uh, future um, or this bit of hope was actually modeled on what we'd seen around the world. Um, but... You know, Aaron and I are based in Los Angeles, and, you know, we have some of the worst pollution on the entire planet here. Lots and lots of, you know, 40 million people in cars. I mean, I know there's 40 million people. I don't think they're all driving, not the babies. Um, but the idea is there's a lot of people and a lot of people moving around. Um, pollution has always been a, an issue in, in Los Angeles, so much so that, you know, a lot of days we can't even see more than a couple, you know, a few miles away. We can't see the hills. We can't see anything. And it's not fog. It's smog. And we have some hope fulfilled. Maybe that's what we'll call this section. Yeah, um, fulfilled. That's a good idea. And uh, because for the first time, I think in a minute, could I remember seeing stars in the sky from a place where I lived? And in the week or so that people have stopped being in the office, that have stopped traveling around. You know, not only is there no rush hour traffic, but the entire, you know, all of Los Angeles right now has like almost like fallen asleep and it's become silent and the stars have gotten loud. And it's been amazing to see the clear skies in the day and the night. I mean, the visibility is incredible right now. Imagine a future where the amount of emissions are 
uh, equivalent to what we have today in LA. It would be incredible. Yeah, that's what's what's cool is when we did the first recording a couple weeks ago, uh, one of the pieces of hope we talked about in lieu of coronavirus and potentially being quarantined stuff is that this might happen. Not having really any clue what we were talking about beyond just making it up. We hadn't been quarantined yet or anything. And and then it's happening. Look up, I went for a walk, um, social distancing myself the other day and I've, I've never seen so many stars. I live right in the middle of LA. I've never seen so many stars in my life. So the I- The ones in the sky. The one, yeah, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> I saw, you know, I saw big A-listers like Andrew Dice Clay just walking around. But, um, but the idea yeah. that I could see stars in the sky walking around in the middle of LA, it was like, wow, this actually came true. The thing that we talked about a while, a couple weeks ago, actually is what's happening. Hence the futurist, hence the second degree of futurist. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're basically causing it. It's our fault. Yeah, yeah. it's our fault. Yeah. Uh, so there, all right. So that's the that's that. Um, and then, so I want to tell you something. After talking about BTS, and a friend named Blake actually brought up that he was excited about hearing about BTS, gave some good ideas. And so what I did was I went and listened to my first BTS song uh, after talking about it. And again, if you haven't heard the last couple episodes, listen to them, then you'll understand what we're talking about. Otherwise, you won't understand. Uh, I listened to my first BTS song. It was called, I just picked one. It was called Black Swan. And I want to play... Be, uh, like five seconds of it for you because I actually thought it was pretty sick. All right, this will also be my first BTS song. Okay, that's enough. And so, not bad. I thought if you listen to the whole song Black Swan, I thought it was awesome. It also has a music video with it. It's pretty cool. Um, then I was like, all right, I don't actually understand what they're saying. So I wanted to know what they're talking about. So I looked up what they're talking about and check out Rohit. And I want to hear what you think about this. What you think of the message of this song. Let's give it a Are you ready for it? Uh, I'm ready. Since Black Swan is the first, is first, fans are analyzing it. It's every lyric. Digging into in English translation of the lyrics, the song is all about BTS's love for all things art and music, but it delves into the fear that comes with possibly losing your position for art, passion, not position, or maybe position too, pa your passion and position for art. But in the end, the boys realize that art is all they have. That, that, that's hopeful. That, that, that yeah. is hopeful. And so I'm gonna be listening to more BTS songs throughout the epi these episodes and finding out what they actually are saying and then talking about them because this one was awesome. I really liked that message. And then I wanted to quickly also do something that I think could be fun, which is I'm going to, so this song is called Black Swan. I am going to row it real quickly. I want to name three songs. Only one of them is a BTS song. The other two are not BTS songs. And you have to guess which is the BTS song? Great. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. The first song is called Nobody. All caps. Okay. So N-O-B-O-D-Y. Yep. All caps. Mm -hmm. The second song is called Moon. Okay. Not all caps. Okay. I'm just trying to make sure you totally get exactly what I'm saying. And then the third song is called Digital Lover. Again, not all caps. So we have all caps, nobody. We have moon, not all caps. And we have Digital Lover, not all caps. Which song is the BTS song? Okay, I'm going to give them labels for A, B, and C. I'd say I'm automatically going to eliminate B. Moon, because I think maybe when we were doing the show notes and prepping for this, mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, you're thinking about the stars and L moon. So I'm going to knock that one off right immediately, which okay. leaves us at nobody in all caps, 
or what was C? Uh, or we have uh, the other one was Digital Lover. Digital Lover. See, I would, if it wasn't for the caps, I might think it was nobody. I feel that that this is like, I might know you too well. This might've been a, fl- a creative flourish. And Digital Lover sounds probably like 90s, you know, rehabbed into today. Um, so I'm going to go with C, Digital Lover. Wow. So I hope you're all guessing as well. If you're a BTS fan, I hope you are. And I hope BTS fans come and become part of my BTS army because I'm a huge fan. And so interestingly, uh, so Digital Lover was your guess. Yes. First, we'll go to Nobody, which was all caps. Yep. Um, that actually, That is not a BTS song. It is by, I picked real songs by real okay. popular acts. It is a song by Blue, period, D, and then Mino of Winner. Okay. <laughs> that's that, that makes sense. That's that song. Um, the, then you said Digital Lover, or, and then we have Digital Lover and Moon. Digital Lover, in fact, is a song by Crush. Oh, wait, the from, one you eliminated first from the nineties. Yes. Yeah, okay, 90s. which is why I thought. So, Digital Lover <laughs> is a song by Crush, and the real song is Moon, which I will not play now. I'm going to listen to it, and we will talk about Moon next week. But Moon is the BTS song of the day. It is the song that Rohit <laughs> thought was definitely not a BTS song, and uh, so. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, my intuition summed up. Yeah, <laughs> into, into not. Yeah. All right, so we're done with that. Great. Now let's uh, keep going. Yeah, um, and I think before we kick off with uh, our Hollywood segment, um, actually, Aaron has, a, it's a big moment today for, uh, for Aaron and actually uh, his producer, Tim, uh, and our producer uh, for the show, yeah. um, who's behind the camera, cameras. Um and Aaron, you want to tell us why today is so special? Today is special. Right now, everyone's stuck at home. It's not a very great time. I mean, we're going to tell you how great it is, but we're, it's not a, a great time in the world. Um, it's a sad time. And we made a film that came out last year in theaters called Restoring Tomorrow. And today, we actually rushed it. It was going to come out later on Amazon. We rushed it so it could come out today because in these times when people are stuck at home, we wanted to bring hope. And this movie is all about communities coming together from far and wide and rising above their differences to bring hope to the world. And it, it follows my journey and I'm the microcosm for anyone who wants to find hope at a time when they are disconnected and feeling hopeless. And specifically, your film deals with the rehabilitation of a very important site here in Los Angeles. It does. It deals with a lot of places around the world, and one in particular that's important to me, which is where my grandfather was a rabbi, the Wilshire Boulevard Temple, and it was about to be destroyed. And when you see the film, I think you'll see how there is beautiful hope. He escaped Nazi Germany to come here. That's the only reason I'm alive. And because of him and him working at this temple and doing what he did with inner faith and inner community, that's how I am who I am. And that really without the film, this podcast wouldn't exist. So go on Amazon, check it out, Restoring Tomorrow, and you'll feel hope for at least an hour and 20 minutes. And then again, you know, write me on at the Aaron Wolf and tell me what you think. And yeah. we'll talk. If you have questions about the film, I'll also talk about it in the next episode. So if you have questions, comments, thoughts, I'm happy to talk about that. But it's all about hope. I promise you at the end, you'll feel good and a, a smile on your face. And like, we're going to get through this together. We're going to get through this problem together. And we're going to come out the other side. Yeah. And I really do encourage you guys to get on Amazon and, and, and look it up and, and, and watch it. I, I was lucky enough to get a screening of it last year and I loved it. And right now it's got a 100 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's a good start. It does. I always I like to say that I peaked early in my career <laughs> because I'll probably never get a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes again with anything I make. Because it's like, I think there were two last year that got it. Hmm. So um, it was Oscar shortlisted. It's 
Anyway, check it out. I really think you'll uh, feel something. And thank you, Rohit, for that. And now let's keep going yeah. with hope. Let's go. And uh, can I break the rules real quick? And actually, yeah. maybe I, I don't know if this is going against everything we stand for, but is it possible to made to be feel hopeless by something hopeful? Everything is possible in okay. this room. And I, so I you know, I, I want to admit that I, uh, as, as positive of a person, you know, I am and can be, um, when stuff is really positive, I get really upset. Like in the sense that, <laughs> like, I wanted to. Uh, after this happened this week, uh, last week, I felt really uncomfortable. So the beautiful and amazingly talented and amazing, uh, wonderful actress Gal Gadot, also a Jew, also a Jew, and um, I actually have a friend Danny who does Shabbat with her all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of wild. Uh, we might have to censor that name just so, you know, nobody doesn't isn't reveal anything. I'll ask him later. Anyway, so Gal Gadot went out of her way to bring some positivity into the world right, last week. Substitute the name with Daniel. So No um, one will know now. No one will know. Um, so Gal got her and a bunch of her Hollywood friends. Isn't it Gal Gadot? I don't know. Gal Gadot. I think it's Gal Gadot. Well, well you're the Jewish guy, so I figure you would know. So Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot feels French. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's Gal Gadot. Then, let, then it's Gal Gadot from now on. Right. So Gal Gadot got together over FaceTime um, with all her Hollywood friends, and they did a rendition of John Lennon's Imagine. Mm -hmm. And I would like to just play that for you guys real quick, a quick little sample. Um, and then maybe you'll feel hope or the hopelessness that I felt. Um, and you know what else makes me feel hopeless? Is having a video queued up and... Um, then I get another YouTube commercial that uh, <laughs> I can't skip. Um, internet advertising is very bad. What's um, good is here we go. You're getting it. There's no heaven. It's easy if you try. Gal Gadot is opening up our imagination so amid the. She. Oh, actually, it gets, it gets worse. Star-studded group of celebrities. Oh my God, I loaded John up the wrong Lennon's. video. Anyway, if you guys want to give uh, views to 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 that, just you can find it. But um, on my first viewing of the video, I literally couldn't make it past like before she even started singing because I was like, I know exactly where this is going. I scrubbed and I saw all the celebrities in their pajamas um, singing in front of mirrors, and just little snippets of Imagine to create just one long part of the song. And just, I eventually, on my third try, I was able to watch the entire thing. Huh. I felt so hurt, oh. so upset that, and betrayed that somebody in a creative space could do something so bad and so cringeworthy. Like, I wanted to puke. And it was just, it was, I felt, Aaron, I felt hopeless by this message of positivity trying to unite the world in these dark times. I, I don't know <laughs> how to deal with this. So do you want hope? Yes. Okay. I've got hope for you. I didn't know exactly how you were going to go with this, but obviously it hit you pretty bad. Um, this video might have given you, like, mental coronavirus. Uh, so a uh, couple people I know and a lot of people I don't know did a parody of that video because uh, there's a comedian named Jeffrey Ross and a few others that I've worked with, Adam Ray, that I've... Yeah, whatever. They did this video. And that's how I came across it. And it's a parody of rich, famous people doing an Imagine song. And I love that. I mean, dude, John Lennon, the Beatles. This is, I mean, John Lennon is my second or third favorite Beatle. Like, he's great. Yeah, he's um, top three. So I'll play, can I play yeah. to give you hope? Like 20 seconds of them making fun of that video? Yeah. Please, no commercials. Ah. Uh, we can edit it out, right? Oh, wait, here it is. Here it is, I think. Time and I, I know there's a lot of very wealthy people out there, uh, you know, going without their amenities. And uh, this is for them. Imagine there's no keto. You have to eat mostly carbs. <laughs> 
I bought up all the Purell. That's Jeffrey Ross. Just to wash my car. <laughs> Almost went to my vacation home. But they closed the borders to Martha's Vineyard. Damn it. <laughs> I'm a prisoner in my mansion. That's Joy Fatone. It's smaller than you think. I ran out of kombucha. The maid won't come. How do you clean a sink? <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so I hope that brought you hope. If you go to uh, Josh Wolf Comedy... You can watch the video in full and the song in full. Again, I was trying to in say a few of the incredibly well-known D-listers who uh, were part of this, including Joey Fatoni and Jeffrey Ross. But did that bring you hope? It Rowan? did. It did. Because you know what? It, it, it proved or that nothing is too sacred to take the piss out of, especially <laughs> overly saccharine, overly optimistic, unnecessary videos from celebs telling us to uh, imagine a wonderful world um, yeah from their mansions cool um, so yeah thank you for bringing me hope um, that yeah on that that's uh, the goal there I think we got to continue our, our star-studded uh, discussion oh yeah this is what's cool is sometimes there are episodes that we will do where things connect which is wild right like it's actually gonna connect but we're going from one beetle to another beetle uh-huh. So in coronavirus time, quarantine time, uh, I've had a little bit of time on my hands to um, either procrastinate what I'm supposed to do or just I have nothing to do. So I went to Paul McCartney's Twitter. And on his Twitter, it says you can call him. And again, I was actually cleaning out my Twitter a little bit. It's uh, because I just, there were just some follows that I just was sick of. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to delete Paul McCartney. He's Paul McCartney. Um, I love the Beatles. He's, again, my second or third favorite Beatle. George Harrison's my first. So his thing says, if you would like, you can call him. It's in his little, it's in his, it says text me at 212-313-9547. I'm like, Talk about hope. I'm deleting some. Was trolls. that a, that was a DM? No, 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 no. It's on his. If you go to Paul McCartney, he has four million followers. It just says text me. And so, oh. yeah, you're right. You're you're totally right. At first, when I saw this, I thought he's probably just talking to me. Then I saw the four million and was like, damn it, no. He's like one of those guys. I'm not a starstruck kind of guy. I've uh, been fortunate and unfortunate to meet a lot of people. Man, if I ever met Paul McCartney, I would be so starstruck. I've seen him in concert six times, seven times. Um, anyway, so I called the number, and it said, like, hello, it's Paul. Thanks for calling. And then that was it. That was a bad Paul McCartney. But then it was done. And that was it. That was the end of the, the thing. So then I texted him, because that's what he actually told me to do. He didn't say call. So I texted him, and check this out. So right now, I have Paul McCartney. The Sir Paul McCartney saved in my phone because I texted him and this is what I thought to text because I felt like this is what you text Paul. I said, hey, Paul. That was it. That was what I texted. <laughs> and he goes, hi, it's Paul. I'm going to stop doing my Paul. I'd like to stay in touch with you through this tour and beyond and yourself to my phone by clicking the link. Cheers. Okay, I've got you. Save me to your phone as well. One more thing to note. MSG frequency will vary. Message and data rates may apply. And then it has a contact for Paul McCartney. So I added him to my phone. Um, I don't think this is like his direct cell phone. But when he does tour again, I know like he'll text me and I'll get a text from Paul McCartney that says, I'm going to be in wherever I'm going to be next. And I'm going to go see him for sure because that means we'll be allowed to do stuff again. And like just the idea that I have Paul McCartney and it has a picture when you do it. It actually has his picture. You go to like the info thing and you click on Paul and look, it's got like, there he is. That's Paul McCartney just chilling. Well, Aaron, I am. That's fantastic. I am. First of all, congrats on your new phone contact. Thank you. And I'm happy and I'm hopeful that um, that 
everybody can, you know, when they make new text friends, you know, can always remember it's a courteous thing to let everybody know that <laughs> messaging and data rates may vary by carrier. And, you know, I think it's just the responsible thing to do when you are making a new friend. <laughs> It's, it's, I mean, look, Paul McCartney's always been seemingly, you know, seems like yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, more like Paul McCurtius. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right, that's it. Um, all right, we're good. So what's next? Um, I'll tell you what's not next. It feels like it'll never be next is baseball. Oh. Uh, first episode, yeah, we, uh, you know, we, we, were, we talked about how we were scared of it. And, and it's just, oh, we don't know when the MLB is going to be back. Um, no. I, what are you watching? What are you doing? Well, I'm watching. I'm actually doing. I do these write-ups. I'll share them. I'll let you know where you, if you want to read them at some point. But I'm doing these write-ups where I I watch old baseball games and comment on them as though I'm in that that year. So I did one from the nineteen a nineteen seventy eight game that was on MLB Network, uh, but with this guy Mark the Bird Fidrich, uh, and then I do a write-up about it. Uh, Send it to friends and stuff, and I'm gonna end up putting them on medium. Wait, wasn't Mark Fitters an Orioles pitcher? I mean, maybe. <laughs> At the time, he was a Tiger. Again, your, yeah, your yeah. knowledge as, as as the biggest <laughs> Orioles fan I know. Is a, <laughs> back to episode one, is the biggest <laughs> Orioles fan I know. Um, I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> um, he pitched his ah. He pitched his entire career for the Detroit Tigers <laughs> from 1976 to 1980. Wow. But there is a Fidrich that was on the Orioles, and that oh, is really um, Mark Fidrich. That's the same guy. No, this photo: former Detroit Tigers pitcher Mark Fidrich strike. It's just a hard. The former Orioles pitcher. Oh, <laughs> we might have to cut this part too. Um, no, never mind. I was wrong again. Uh, it was Jim Palmer remembering him. I don't know. All right. So what we do know about this, if we keep it in, is that Jim Palmer was on the Orioles Hall of Famer, and he remembered Mark Fidrich. So there's a that's beautiful. Uh, let's all remember him because he did die. Um, all right. So that's let's keep going. The you have some thoughts. Oh, on, I was thinking of Brooke Fordyce. <laughs> well, they sound similar. Yeah. So. Brooke Fordyce and Mark Fidrich. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, anyway, so that's so. what I've been doing with sports. What about you? Ryan? Um, I tuned into the Ocho, um, and so the Ocho is ESPN eight. Uh, originally birthed in the movie uh, by Stoner and Parker, Basketball, back in the, uh, the early aughts, um, and eventually uh, ESPN kind of started to do the Ocho on, on occasion as kind of a, of a joke. And right now that there's no real sports, ESPN 2 turned into ESPN 8 or ESPN the Ocho. And they've been running all sorts of stuff. Um, there's even something, uh, uh, there's a competition for pizza box folding. Um, really? Yeah, I was getting major, major parasite vibes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's been happening. Um, so can you bet on it? I'm sure you could find a way, uh, Aaron. There's there's hope there. So, um, and what I found myself truly missing was even those random sports I would never tune into in the background, but would kind of flip past. Like, I'm missing real sports. The Olympics, we found out, is getting pushed to 2021 now, the Summer Olympics. So, um, it's gonna. it might be a long time before we hear the sounds of baseball, let alone any sport. So... Uh, hope in that, or do you want me to bring some hope? I mean, I would love that. I mean, it's how do we feel? I mean, you, you said you listen to old games, but I don't know if I can do old games. Well, I have hope. Okay. Uh, a reporter for the LA Times named Bill Plaschke. He's also on Around the Horn. Right now, I have no idea what Around the Horn would be talking about, but it's a show that's on ESPN where they go around the horn talking about things and getting points, and it's Pretty dumb show. Uh, that show doesn't give me really that much hope. But he's on it. And what he did do, which gave me hope, was he decided to call Vin Scully. If you don't know who Vin Scully is, you should. Look him up. He was Dodger announcer for 67 years. He also announced football and golf. And is, I think by most people, considered the best sports announcer of all time. And Bill Plasky called Vin Scully a couple days ago and said, what are your thoughts on what's going on right now. Vin Scully's like 92. 
and he did this five minute thing that Bill Plasky recorded. You can Google it. I recommend you Google it. And after hearing Vin Scully talk for five minutes from his house, quarantine, about what's going on, coronavirus, baseball, in jet, just life, I felt better. Just hearing that guy's voice, I grew up listening to him. We all listened to him at some point. He did the World Series for a long time. I felt hope. And Rohit, I recommend you do it too, because just hearing the soothing sound of his voice talk about coronavirus, it felt good. And yeah. it's. I mean, hearing even his voice not talking about baseball, I'm sure that is chilling and it's amazing. And heck, even Joe Buck, um, you know, he's, despite the criticism he may get, he's a man of the gold, with the golden voice. Um, he's supposedly, uh, he's offered to do announcing on people's regular activities on Twitter. So they'll send really? videos and he's doing the play-by-play. Um, and so Does that's... cost what, money? Or no, just, I think he's just, he just doing do it. it. He's just going to do it. Um, so I think that's amazing. And, you know, and I think even without actual sports being played, there's, you know, I think that there's still... Other things are being turning into big events. Um, and this is kind of another hopeless topic. A couple of weeks, maybe about a week ago, the Los Angeles Rams football team, um, they released, or rather, a new their new logo was leaked. Um, and much to the chagrin of Rams fans and NFL fans and sports fans and design people everywhere, that logo was you know, rumored to be pretty close to, to, to true, uh, truly what it would really be. And people were upset. I mean, it was pretty bad. It looked like, you know, it looked like a Chargers logo. It, it, in like in the early analysis, I even saw there was a lot of, you know, some little things that were just inconsistencies and even in just terms of just design, like things not lining up and things on weird planes. Regardless, this new logo was leaked. Everyone was upset, especially Rams fans. Um, and uh, so yesterday there was a a big event uh, that the Rams actually had an unveiling of officially their new logo. And guess what was unveiled during this event? Please tell. It was the exact same logo that was leaked. That in the invitation to season ticket holders, they said it's not the logo that was leaked. They changed a little bit about the horns and kind of fixed a couple little things. It's pretty much an LA with a ram horn around it. And what they did though, um, I mean, that was not it was a bad look right now on or at that moment on you know on on the live stream and people were not happy on YouTube um, and on Twitter and every and on Reddit and everywhere else um, and but what they did is they did unveil a second logo with that kind of Rams head made into a more modern sort of angry looking feel which and that that Rams horn shared the same horn as the LA thing so that's cool but I felt hope today actually about it ooh how I felt hope because. I think the logo is growing on me. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and my girlfriend, Ina, you'll probably hear her referenced in future episodes over and over because there's there's stories I'm sure that, you know, Aaron, both and I are significant others, uh, you know, um, can contribute to this. But she's a huge Rams fan, huge season ticket holder. She was like so bummed out about the leak. And just to get punched in the face again, I felt really bad for her in terms of just like she felt winded by that announcement yesterday. Like, why? Um, so, but I'm getting hope that I'm personally starting to like it because it's kind of like the, um, you know, those those um, pl- those paper cups from the 90s, those party cups? Yeah. Yeah, like that, that teal and purple splash design. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's unarguably horrible, but it's charming. Yeah. And it feels a bit, you know, nostalgic. Um, and I think that this logo kind of feels nostalgic. Yeah, only for a week ago when things were less crazy in the world. But but I think it's got some like 90s vibes too, which I'm kind of starting to pick up on now. So I think officially I'm being hopeful because I might be one of the only person out there that actually is kind of starting to like the new Rams logo. Wow. I mean, I got to give you. Oops. That was our tape measure, like almost snapping. Uh, I'm giving you a round of applause. We're not quite at the point where we have sound effects yet, so I'm doing it. Uh, That's great, man. I'm really glad that you found hope in that logo. It sounds like it was pretty tough times at the household. Yeah, it's... I'm glad that now there is hope. And, Ina, things will get better, like they did for me. Yes. Um, Prayers up, Ina. So before we started uh, the show, you, you mentioned that you got a text... 
Yeah, uh, so interesting topical thing for now. Um, I got a text and found out that a friend of mine has uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. And so when you get that text, I mean, she's young, 25-ish probably. And so she, I, you know, she's going to push through. I didn't know exactly what to say. So it was like, I've never gotten a, like, I have the pandemic text, text from a friend before. And uh, I didn't know what to say. And so I was, I worked on this text for a very long time to try to figure out how to respond to what she had told me. And she said, she's going to get better. She has the fever, but she's trying her best. And so I want to read to you what I wrote. And then I kind of felt like I totally screwed up. So I'm curious if you see hope in this because right. I'm still trying to find it myself because yeah, it was pretty bad. After saying I really feel bad and so on and so forth and that's terrible and crazy and I'm so sorry, then I said, so let's break this down. Okay, you can text. This is good. And based on immunity, they may not be sure, but at least you'll be more immune than others. So you'll be Corona light. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Miss ya and keep conquering. How'd I do? I love Corona Light. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, um, oh, what are those little tiny Corona bottles called? Corontinis? No, no, no. They have Coronitas. Coronitas. Yeah, yeah. So I, th I, I, th I think you could have played it a few ways, and I think you picked the right one. Um, I think that it's she hopeful. She didn't respond. Oh. <laughs> she did eventually. I then wrote, like, I checked in the next day. And then she responded, but she okay. didn't respond to that part. Okay, so, and she didn't call the police, right? No. Okay, so generally when people don't call the police, it means the joke was funny. Okay. Yeah, okay, that, okay. That, that's your okay, threshold, good. I think. So did yeah. I do okay? I think you did great. I think, I did, think, like, is it okay to yeah. make a joke? I, should I ever, you know, be really sick? I hope that your text will stay you. Okay. So, yeah. All right, I'll text you some of those things. All right, good. All right, I'll keep this good. in the back pocket. So yeah, not, nothing to be hopeless about there. Yes. Um, if they're friends with you, they, it's they have to they have to have a certain tolerance for humor. <laughs> yeah. Um, Even if it's like mediocre. So speaking of things that are funny, mm -hmm. it's our it's our uh, our weekly hopeless politics section. Yeah. Um, and I got a few topics in here. Hopeless. Hopeless. Um, in and I think that there there's it's just I think this one uh, sort of rallies around the idea of misinformation and people controlling conversations. Um, and where I got, here's where the first thing I got hopeless. There was a, uh, two people, I think they're probably in Florida. Um, but, uh, so the president announced that, that there was some potential research uh, or that there was a potential sort of cure that may come from a mix of hydrochloroquine and uh, vincomycin or, or some antibiotic. Uh, Azithromycin. Azithromycin, yeah. Right. You, could have, um, you could say anything and but, I would just nod my head, yes. So he's saying that, you know, that, that doctors are looking into this as it's used to treat malaria, potential cure, and, you know, they're looking into it. And, you know, whatever's happening, things take time and, and we'll see. But I think um, some people took that a bit too literally. And what got me hopeless is that there's two things. One, there was a couple that... I think went, no, they didn't go to the aquarium store. They already had this item, but they had aquarium cleaner that had chloroquine in it, not hydrochloroquine and chloroquine. And they drank it and the guy died and the woman's in really bad condition. And so they just thought it's like, it's all the same thing. And that it sounds similar and that, Oh, you know, we'll just, we'll just take, aquarium conditioning tablets and then die. But the the part that got me hopeless is not that as much as it is everybody kind of somehow fighting against each other. Some people are blaming the president for them. Other people are blaming them. And I think it's, it was just a lot of ridiculousness all around. And it was just, it's it, it just, it's, it, it got me to a point where I was like, you know, where, who can I talk to about this? And where do I go? Reddit. Reddit is, 
Oh. I've been a member for nearly a decade. Um, and what continued my um, descent into hopelessness is just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a subscriber to a few subreddits. One of them is called Watch Reddit Die. Um, and what I've seen is, is, is on the politics subreddit, which is a very influential subreddit, millions of members. Um, it's a default sub. So it means when you, when you get onto Reddit, you're going to see stuff from, from the politics subreddit. And I, and most of the time it is, it's literally like the equivalent of like a Fox news, but on the internet. And it is just hyper insanely partisan, but all the threads and all the comments where people were saying, guys, this is not the president's fault. And, you know, I'm no fan of him, but this is not the president's fault. These people took something that's not even the same thing and they drank and it was an aquarium cleaner and they <laughs> drank it by themselves are blaming the president. And it's like, I'm like, we're never going to vote him out. We're never going to get to move to a place where, you know, it's a better world if we keep fake newsing it like that. And what Reddit has done is over the, not only with our politics, but there's a lot of places it's, it's been enforcing heavy censorship and not all views are being heard. Not, and a lot of things, even just people making jokes, like Reddit used to be a place for open and free discussion. No. And Reddit is now heavily, heavily censored. Um, and it's sad. It, it was my favorite place on the internet. So I just need to find a new place. Um, and I, you know, I'm a, a free speech extremist, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what you have to say, you know, you fight bad speech with better speech. You don't fight it with something, you know, like laws and stuff like that. Say that again. The first yeah. Part. You should, I think you don't fight bad speech with censorship. You fight bad speech with better speech. Um, that and, is good. And so, and there's, um, I think there's, there's a need for people to listen, even to stuff that they don't want to hear, even stuff that's wrong. Um, but I just, I couldn't even, you couldn't even have an educated discussion about it because of the Looney Tunes, uh, that, you know, run the site and it's sad. Um, but so Reddit now that continues my descent into hopelessness is that people continue to fight. You, you people can't continue to discuss or work through these fights in one of the places that used to be super open. And then, um, what happened to the two people who drank the hydro force? And- the man died and the woman was in pretty bad condition, but she'll live. Okay. So there's no hope for him. Um, some hope for her, maybe. At least on the bright side, they're setting an example that you shouldn't do that. So whatever it is that they did because of whoever said it, they shouldn't do that. Yep. So no one else will do it. Uh, so there's hope there that at least, you know, it's sad, but... There's not other people who are going to do it. So I think there's that hope. Um, Not much there, but a little bit. The death of Reddit um, and the idea that it's now a place of no free speech. I think just us bringing that to the forefront for the millions and millions of people who aren't listening and then the people who are listening. Billions. (laughs) And then the people who are. uh, That uh, at least we're you know, talking about it so then we can enforce that there should be free speech from all medias, from right and left and center and whatever yeah. you are. And uh, and third, and I think of most hope, is that phrase of let's, you take bad speech and make it better speech, it gives me hope because I'm going to steal that and I'm going to use it whenever I'm allowed to go public speak again. I'm going to use that in my speeches. Yeah. So you just gave me a phrase. And I took that from a gentleman that I met at South by Southwest uh, like three, four years ago. And he heads up this uh, civil rights uh, sort of, um, I guess, nonprofit um, that's about protecting artist speech. It's about protecting everybody's right to say something, no matter how wrong it is, um, and in, in the right space. And this doesn't condone hate speech or anything like that, but right. it's, it's more just, you know, it's, you, you don't want, it's, it, it, he's like the anti idea of wrong think and wrong speak. And, you know, um, as we learned about in 1984, the novel. Um, and it's also what we learned about in the BTS song, Black Swan. Yeah. When all else fails, you have to stick to your art. So this guy was really preaching K-pop. Yeah. I mean, we are on a straight line and, you know, our, our, our lives are, are linear. However, uh, and people are linear. However, it's art that always, you know, as a ship sails in one direction, it can sail forever. Art is that little gust of wind that changes the direction of that ship a little bit. And art comes about through creativity, through music, through invention, through all sorts of things, through music, 
and 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 you can't you should never contain that art because that can always change the world for the better like right now what i mean we're talking about the film that we did that's coming out today and just in general what are people looking to right now in lieu of not being able to do anything else art yeah. tv film music visuals on their phone that they can look at instagram stuff like that things that are artistic that's what people are looking to right now yeah and so yeah and that's we, where hope is man it hope is. is in art and it, and it's and it's just you know in, in any civilization or any culture where you know speech when they when they take away your voice they take away everything and that's you know and so i'm glad that we live in a country that allows at least just to generally have voices so aaron i found hope to round out our hopeless politics i found hope with something that came up in the news yesterday um and there's a gentleman by the name of omari hardy he's a city commissioner down in lake worth beach which i'm just going to assume always assume that everything's in florida it sounds floridian um and he had a bit of a of of, of an argument at, with Pam Triolo, the mayor of Lake Worth Beach, oh. in the middle of a town hall meeting or town or whatever those, yeah, I think town council meeting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the video shows him um, just like going into her. She's, she's yelling and he's yelling and he's yelling. What she wanted to do was she turned off power to residents in her town that couldn't afford that were back on their bills because they lost their jobs, you know, because there's no, people are part-time, people that own full-time jobs are, or, or, or salary jobs are jobless. And she, she turned off the power of these people's homes that were already delinquent, but now couldn't even, these are the people that could least afford to pay their bills now that they lost their jobs. And so she turned off the all the power of the houses to so many residents, their food goes bad, their lights are out. Like it, it's, it's crazy. Um, and so he was just yelling at her and yelling at her and just like, and in the sense that he's like, you can't stop. She was ending the meeting because he wanted to discuss it. And she's like, no, we're calling the question. He's like, you can't call the question. You're breaking Robert's rules of order. And so he was just like, he lost it because he cares so much about his people. And she just got up and walking. She started yelling back. Um, and the, uh, so what happened was that meeting ended, it didn't go well, but this video got out into the world. Nice. It got out into Twitter. Yes. And overnight, Omari Hardy became a, like an internet hero. This is someone that is not afraid of his superiors in position. He's not afraid of, he even mentioned, he, he said something to the effect, he's like, yeah, I know how bad it looks. This is, this is, I'm a black man yelling at a white woman who's older. And he's like, people could just take that and take it only for just for that. And, that they, and then they could misconstrue things. And he was even like thinking, he's like, he took that risk and he, literally did exactly the right thing. He did the most amazing human thing. And he stood up for all those people that had their power turned off and all the people across the world that have people like Pam Triolo that are literally act like making the worst decisions for people's lives and the most insensitive decisions for people's lives. And Omari Hardy became a hero. There's people that are donating to him, running for mayor, um, yeah. Next time, Pam Trio, there's petitions to remove her, like that are signed globally across the world to have her removed from office. So I felt so hopeful that people like Omari Hardy exist out there that actually are looking out for people's best intentions. And, you know, local governments, I think, is where you see so much of that happening. Like, and it was the most hopeful thing I've seen. And, you know, if he's listening out there, which is 100% chance he's not. And, you know, because we haven't hit our, our, our billion mark yet. No, um, not billion yet. So, um, we might, though. We might get him but now. Omari Hardy, you are a hope giver. So I'm, I'm so impressed. And I think the whole internet is impressed. And I think with, 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 with reason. I, I feel hope from that. And I also, I, I wonder, I mean, I really like that. That's just, that's really a positive right now. And I also think that Pam Triolo, I mean, she's the mayor of Lake Worth Beach. And she has a power trip? Yeah. Like, you're the mayor of Lake Worth Beach. Almost like Lake Worthless Beach. Like, <laughs> why in the world are you going on a power trip? Like, I have no idea where that is. You could tell me that's anywhere and I'd say, sure, of yeah. course. Uh, it's somewhere where there's a lake. And so the idea that Omari Hardy is standing up to the mayor of Lake Worth Beach, go for it, dude. Like, no one cares about her. 
And And what she's doing is screwing over her citizens. So stand up to her. Get her out of Lake Worth Beach. She is worthless. Pam, worthless Triolo. And... (laughs) Omari Hardy is the man. Yeah. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm part of the Omari Hardy party. So, uh, yeah. Omari Hardy, uh, the Omari Hardy party. Yeah, it's for yeah. life. Yeah. And speaking of parties, yeah, there's another part of this. I think you were asking me this before. Another part of the party line thing that I wanted to yeah. to bring up that I think there's hope in is people might have seen this story about how some a few senators heard about the coronavirus before um, the president was making a big deal about it, but some of them knew about it, and they were selling their stocks and made millions of dollars. Uh, I forget all their names, but there were four of them. And what was interesting to me, because right now I like to think of myself, I'm not a part of the Democratic Party. I'm not a part of the Republican Party. I'm a part of the Logic Party right now. Right now, we've just all got, to, all got to think logically. What is the most logical thing to do at a time of a pandemic? And so people on the Democrat side were blaming the Republicans for selling their stocks. People on the Republican side were you know, saying, no, no, we didn't do it. But then I looked and one of the four people is my senator and your senator, Dianne Feinstein. And you know, Dianne Feinstein has been great for California, but she did this too. So. I thought, Ooh. all right, another another reason why the Logic Party should actually be the party is, look, this wasn't a party thing. Three Republicans did it and one Democrat did it. So that broke party lines of shittiness. And we can come together and decide, look, let's be the part of the Logic Party. All four of them should be reprimanded or whatever you do in to senators or congressmen, because they, that should not be allowed. That's not cool. That's like insider trading, but in the government. That should not be allowed. And it made me feel good that on both sides of the table, you had people doing this thing that we can all band together and say, no, that's wrong. You know what? That We need more Omari Hardy type people and less of those people that are willing to, to put their interests and use insider trading information ahead of, you know, of uh, ahead of what's happening in the world, so let's go for let, that. Let's the do Omari it. Hardy party. Yes, and everybody's united against crooked people, so I appreciate that. Yes. So, Aaron, I want to have introduce for for the first time yeah. a really fun section, um, and we hope to do a lot more of it. Yes. Um, so this is a section where we have are taking listener requests. Yes. Um, and we have three requests in this week, um, and. Um, I think, why don't we start with, with our friend Adam? Yes. Adam sent one. Another person named Adom sent another one. So the first one from Adam is gyms closing. Gyms have closed across the United States of America and mainly, I think across the world for the most part. So I have an idea for something hopeful in, in lieu of this. Uh, what, what, what do you think, Rohit? Well, I mean, Adam, he was even got specific. He's he because he's like now it's like a fully he says it's a fully cooked excuse for anyone to give up their New Year's resolution. Uh, And first of all, that's why I don't believe in resolutions. That way you don't have to give something up. Um, But um, I, I mean, I have maybe a glimmer of hope, but I would love to hear yours. Well, I like Adam's take that. You know, for people who do New Year's resolutions, I gave up on those a while ago because I never kept them. But I like his idea that anyone who said them they're going to go to the gym all the time now they you know they're closed. It's a good excuse. And then the other part that I think is really really good about gyms being closed is that people are being forced to learn how to work out at home. And so this is something that people I don't think did before. They had to go to the gym. They had to do the locker room. They have to go like the one that I'm a member of, you know, there's the whole process to go to the gym, but you actually don't need to do that. If you, and then you, you don't have as much of an excuse. You can just wake up, go to your TV, do the workout in front of the TV. And all of a sudden you've had your workout and you've gone to the gym, but it's in your home and it's, or it's in your apartment or it's in your condo, whatever you might live in. And so there's hope in that people are learning new ways to work out and stay in shape and be healthy. And you know what? I uh, even at the at the rec- the recommendation of my uh, phys- my personal trainer that I haven't seen in a while, um, 
you know, and it's it's hard to to, to even for the for the trainers out there. Um, he recommended I get a TRX system. What it is, it's 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 a couple straps, and it's like 160 bucks, and you have an entire home gym that comes in a little box that weighs a pound, and um, and this sounds like a paid read or a promoted read. It's completely not. But like, but they can do, sponsor us. They can, they yeah. Want. If you guys want to sponsor us, we're available. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can actually just hook it up to your door, no damage or anything like that, or hook it up around a beam, and just like do every single type of body exercise. And you have an entire gym, and then you fold it and roll it away, and it fits in a little tiny bag. It's amazing. So that got me to figure out how to work out at home. And by the way, I just picked up on something when Adam said that it was a fully cooked excuse for people to give up on their New Year's resolution. I thought he was saying that was the hopeless part, but that was his hopeful Whoa, that's, part. That's great. Wow, Jesus. That, that is that's brilliant. brilliant. Okay, I missed that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah people don't, like they can say they stuck to it. Yeah. Well, they stuck to it and they didn't go to the, they only stopped because of this. That Now I get it. Um, he also mentioned. Well, that, this, the next one's a dome. Oh, it, oh. The next one's from a dome. This one's from a dome. Okay. Yeah. Well, what a dome mentioned uh, to us was how upset they were at vacations being canceled. I mean, I have a wedding to go to in Mallorca. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's in July. But I had, for the same for the same guy, uh, his bachelor party in early May in New York. Um, and I am... I don't know what in the world is going to be happening, literally, or what's going to be happening in the world. And that bums me out because, one, my own personal things I've been looking forward to for a long time. But it bums me out because the the travel industry and all those jobs and people need to go be able to see people. Like, nobody can see anybody right now. And part of being a human is going places, you know, even around your own town. But it's just going out and going places. So... And, you know, there's lots of bad things happening, but I can still be sad, just like a dome, about the, about just the idea of travel and vacations not being a thing anymore. So would you like me to bring hope to that? Yes. So what I think vacations being canceled, um, actually didn't have any planned, so I'm not missing out on anything. But... I travel for work a lot. I'm not doing that. Uh, staycations. And when you brought up bachelor parties, stay bachelor parties. So staycations are going to be a thing now, like creating a vacation in your home. You're basically forced to have a staycation now. So take that vacation time, a dome, and use it to create a vacation-like atmosphere in your house. And then with the bachelor party that you're missing out on, everyone's doing these like happy hours right now where you're virtual happy houring, happy houring? Yeah, sure. On Instagram, on Zoom and on Skype and stuff. So have a, if you can't go to New York to do the bachelor party, have a Zoom bachelor party where everyone does what they would do on a bachelor party, but on Zoom, like, I don't know, go to, you know, drink tea and have crumpets and whatever the crazy whatever things is, people yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, but also if you can take that money that you were going to spend on that vacation, just take a small percentage of it, save the rest, pay off debts, debts or whatever, but like take like 500 bucks of it. And then you can just do that, buy some like Philips Hue, some like smart, colorful lights. And you could just like literally have like this whole colored, smart connected household. And then you could like change it from like the Northern lights into this to oh, like, yeah. they have all like these beach settings and like, like these Havana sunset, I think is one of the settings. And like, you can literally create that sort of ambiance in your house, get, use some more of your vacation money and get a sick like sound system for your TV. But also that also can bump out amazing music around your house. And like, just, yeah, you can like, turn your house just i think yeah you can use that money that would have gone for a vacation and just buy really cool shit for your house so you can basically create a bts concert in your house as though you're in south korea watching it and then you're touring around in south korea with the bachelor party before the wedding in south korea for some reason south korea feels right and it's all in your home yep and speaking of bts by the way a quick callback um I was driving uh, over to see you today, and I want to show you what I, I drove behind. Yeah. I turned turn my iPad around. You drove by the same exact The car? same exact FH, FSH BTS. He, so, whoa. 
That, all right. That is, so the picture that I took, that I saw, which brought up BTS, Rohit saw the same car, which means two things. One, this guy or girl or... It was a dude. It was a guy. All right, good. Uh, simple. Don't have to go. I don't want to go into all the different possibilities of who it might be. Um, this guy is so hopeful that he is still driving around in his fresh BTS license plate car saying, look, man, I'm here. I'm providing hope for people with my license plate. That's awesome. That's yeah, so crazy. It was, and it was wild it. on the way to here to record this from six feet away from you. Um, that, yeah, I saw the exact same car. That's, wow. yeah. the chances of that are slim to, they're like, they're the equivalent of Omari Hardy listening to this. And so my <laughs> feeling is that he's going to now. Yeah, LA's a big city. It's yeah. a big city and Omari Hardy lives far from it. Yeah. So we're, though, so we've covered two, then we have one more. Um, Melanie's daughter uh, wrote me on one of the social platforms at my, at the Aaron Wolf, um, and asked me to find hope in filing taxes. Tax season is coming up. Do you have any thoughts on uh, on hope there? I mean, you can't go out to see your tax accountant, right? Nope. Um, a lot of people aren't home if you need to print out things or whatever. Like, who the hell has a printer at home? Um, and then just even to go out, if you have to mail, mail things, I guess like right now you're kind of then... It's good for TurboTax, but I guess they're feeling hopeful. Um, yeah. And QuickBooks and all of them that, that you can do at-home taxes. But it feels like if you wanted to get an expert's help, it's you got to do it remote. And, you, and, and, it, and it might feel like you have less help than before. So that is, that is definitely a hopeless feeling part. Um, but also the fact that you got all this stuff going on and now you got to deal with taxes. Um, yeah, where, I mean, where can we get hope from that? Well... After pondering this concept for upwards of five minutes, uh, I think I got something for you. What do you got? So we have a lot more time at home. No one likes doing taxes. But what if we made it a drinking game? Every page that you did of your tax form, you drink. And that way, it becomes a thing to do at home because we have to stay at home. You also learn how to do taxes in a way you haven't. And by the end of it, you're shit-faced. I mean, it would be great if somebody got on Zoom and was leading tax courses or you had tax preparers that were giving, like, you know, like, group classes and just, you know, how to do things right. I mean, so with there's... With the drinking game. With the drinking, with the drinking game. game. With, so like yes. Every page you complete with me, in imaginary Zoom tax guy, we take a shot of your favorite drink. And if you don't drink, you're, fit, you're Gatorade or something. So it's a, it becomes fun. It becomes communal. You can even do taxes with friends. Just like you're in happy hour with friends. Do happy hour taxes with friends. That's hope. I like it. I like it. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's probably the only way you could ever make taxes fun. It turns into it. Maybe maybe that'll be on the Ojo. Uh, oh, taxes drinking game? Yeah. Like in who like whoever lasts the longest and gets through the most of the most of their taxes. Yeah, who's ever able to write off the most. Um, <laughs> so that wraps up our requested topics. Send us, uh, send us your, send us things that you might feel hopeless about. Send us things that um, you are, you know, with a little bit of detail. That definitely helps. Yeah. Um, or none. If you yeah, want no detail, fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. And I think uh, to wrap the show, we got we have one more little thing, and it's like, is it, would you consider this? And I told you so. Yeah, I think it's again. I I have secondhand Rohit futurism, futuristism. Uh, because you're a futurist and I have second, like Kevin, six, one degree of Kevin Bacon, one degree of Rohit, futuristic thoughts. Uh, so in the first episode, which you should go listen to if you haven't, we didn't, we cut out a piece that we're now going to put in. Uh, so it'll be a special feature, uh, because two weeks ago we predicted something that Dr. Sanjay Gupta, the Dr. Sanjay Gupta of like being the doctor on TV fame. Um, he said today that he gave like a whole speech about how you tell your kids about coronavirus. 
How do you tell your kids about that? I don't have kids, Roe, you don't have kids. So we don't actually have to do that. But we actually covered this two weeks ago, not knowing that the Dr. Sanjay Gupta of TV fame would do it. And so we're, there's going to be a little feature on the uh, Apple and Google podcast sites that's going to have what we cut out of the first episode two weeks ago of us f being futurists, or me secondhand, and talking about the very topic that Dr. Sanjay Gupta was not on at the time. Get So to Dr. Sanjay Gupta, I appreciate all your doctor stuff. But really, I mean, it's Dr. Aaron and Dr. Rohit here because we got there first. Well, and we were hopeful first. And yeah. you'll see our take. It's a little different than his. So Aaron, do you feel more hopeful? I feel great. Yeah, good. Me too. Me too. I got a, I got a lot of hope. And I think... Uh, you know, this, this this hour of just talking things out with you, mm -hmm. um, hopefully uh, it helps everybody listening kind of feel a little bit better about the world. Yeah. So, so that wraps up episode three. And for episode uh, four next week, um, maybe sooner because we have a lot of time on our hands, so we'll see. We have, um, well, we have a couple new surprises, just like we brought in some today that you, you'll see. There's going to be some new surprises, and we know a lot more hopeless things that we're going to bring hope to. So... He's Vohit for Rohit on all social media. I'm at the Aaron Wolf. Send us your ideas. Send us your thoughts. Send us things you like or dislike because we're open to anything because we'll bring hope to it. And until then, stay hopeful. Stay hopeful. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. I told you. I'll sit through it. Bernie, I'll sit there. I'll never make that money back.